What up, what up, what up? What's going on, guys? New week, new episode. JTO in your face. We're all over again. We're approaching episode 20. Quickly. How you, uh, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm getting, I'm getting more focused. I feel like, I feel like losing, I feel like not being able to do stuff is making me so much more focused on the need to do it. Mm. Yeah, um, it's it's wild. Like it kind of takes like people. Yeah, you kind of be put in a position where you couldn't even do what you wanted to do to then realize that you should be doing it. <laughs> or realizing that it was even like a. I think we talked about that, like a privilege to be doing stuff. Like uh, I felt like that came up like a I while like, ago. I feel like we've hit that. Yeah, we've but just kind of that. So once it's taken away, you really see how much of a privilege it was to do any of these things. That, you know, yeah. Makes everything so much harder. Yeah, and, it, and especially health, man. Health, health is really a gift. That's the most slept on one, too. Yeah. Take it for granted, for sure. Yeah, and I, I know we kind of beat this horse to death, but I feel like I found the recipe. Okay. For convincing these men. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, right, you're going to have to give me some uh, context. And because uh, we talked a little bit about this, but I want to know. Uh, oh, yeah, I want to know the rest. So, yeah, you can start off, I guess. Yeah, so I, I was talking to my boy, and uh, I'm coming off of being just sick. So, like, I'm, I'm studying more, doing things like that, but I can't do anything physical. And that's all I want to do. <laughs> For sure. But so like I've been just missing that. Like my ankles, I thought they were atrophying. I'm I'm getting paranoia thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm talking to my, my homeboy and he's kinda having the same situation we were talking about with your friend and the and the axe throw. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a similar situation, except he just wants to start a business. He doesn't even know what kind. Right. And we get to talking, and he's not doing real good in the first place. He's not doing bad, but he's doing better. But I, I was, we get to talking, and I'm like, so like a paycheck, paycheck kind of, you know. yeah. And uh, he's not trying to accelerate. Mm. Like he's he's doing better. He's getting a lot better, but he like we can speed this up. And he calls me up. He's telling me the good news, you know, he got another job, blah, blah, blah. He's uh, upgrading and stuff. And I'm, like, and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you can still start your business. And uh, I'm telling him I saw this Amazon FBA stuff. You can get stuff drop shipped, all of that. These tutorials are really seeming like they're telling you how to make thousands on the side. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is answer Amazon's questions or customer questions once every 24 hours mm-hmm. and he's, he's kind of trying to tell me like oh yeah like I can't he's giving me the reasons he won't be able to do it the excuses yeah right. yeah and <clears throat> so I'm kind of like dude listen you, you, you're, you're not getting some money mm-hmm. you weren't doing that before so you couldn't have possibly done that but now you are getting some money and $49 a month Plus payment on some like wholesale, you can afford this to be a business start. At least to try it out. 
and uh, obviously more excuses. More equal. I won't even call it excuses, though it is. But he's being defensive. And, yeah, it's uh, the same bag. Yeah, this is this is the same bag with his mask. <laughs> Seen it so many times. <laughs> but but I'm like, yo, like you can go broke again, instantly, and you won't come back. Like, oh you, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, let's say that happens, you won't never start that business. You'll die broke. Mm. I'm like, this is like it can it can go there immediately. Mm-hmm. I start telling him about my stuff, and he, obviously he, he doesn't really take that completely well at first, because he's like, well, you know, you're just attached to the toilet, so you can't, like, be running around, that's not the same, and I'm like, but it is, though, because I can mess around and have cancer how long I've had this, mm. progress that, I would have never been, I would have never worked out as hard as I, as hard as I wanted to. I would never achieve the goals I set out to achieve physically. Mm. I mean, and I mean, I could still put in work. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I'm not going to be putting in the work I want to put in, and that I wasn't because I was doing the same shit you was doing. Yeah, <laughs> this thing, like, out of all the ex- excuses people give themselves, you know, there are real excuses for things, uh, and I guess that's that's why this topic just at this point it infuriates me <laughs> because I've had this conversation over the last decade with dozens of people in so many different situations and you rarely get the um, that that on switch click you know what I'm saying but um, honestly bringing the health aspect into it is uh, that's not really an angle I ever went at so I always went from like a prosperity standpoint or simply a uh, why not? <laughs> like, because a lot of stuff can be fun. Like, and why not do it for yourself? Like, um, for sure. you know, I don't know why you want someone in control over you as much as you, you know. Uh, but yeah. You know, and I, I feel like it, fast forward, mm-hmm. he's, he's texting me and he's like, yeah, I found out what I want wholesale. Mm. I've been watching the fucking videos. He was like, I, next week I'm thinking I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy the Amazon service so I can start sending stuff over. Oh, I'm like, yo, this is amazing. Oh, so you did? Yeah. They well, were, I mean, you well, at least I made some progress. You rolled the ball. That's yeah. a even the fact that he went and educated himself and yeah, to have a when was the when was the original conversation? The original conversation was like a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then he came back, and I'm like, okay, this is everything. Yeah, and uh, so we keep talking, and uh, he, that's when he tells me he was like, "Yeah, man," and I wouldn't have really thought about it like me dying broke. I was like, "Yeah, well, none of us think about it as dying broke, mm-hmm. but it can go to that place fast." Damn. So he had to invoke death. I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> like, honestly, no. For, I mean, like, <laughs> it's funny, but like. I've never, yeah, I've never gone that uh, far in the convincing, even though I guess because I just thought that was kind of just like... Implied? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we're talking about life, death is implied, and that's why I'm putting all the urgency on the life shit, because, <laughs> you know, unless you're like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> and I mean, like, I only, I only had thought about that because, like, I was getting really worried about my own situation. See, that's, that's interesting. 
I've never, I've never sat and faced mortality. That's probably why I never take it there, like my own at least, because uh, it would terrify me. Or I've never been at least even sick where I felt like on the precipice. Like I've always been in like, I've been in like many accidents, like almost hit by a car, and like, you know, stuff where it's like, she might flash by real fast, but that's not like a true singing room contemplation. Oh shit! <laughs> like I might yeah. fucked up, and this might not be able. To, like I've never been. Thankfully, knock on everything. Because <laughs> that's 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 the ultimate uh, perspective. Yeah. Uh, alignment, I would think. Yeah. Like, and my, oh, this could just end. And I feel like everyone should be scared as hell of cancer. Like sure, I'm, I guess. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. just for its numbers, cancer does numbers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, I can't argue that. Yeah, and I mean, like, uh, that's not for everybody. Like, you're gonna die of cancer. You need to start now. <laughs> no, but you should, I guess, live in a preventative way. I guess, if for sure. So I, I, I yeah, I get that. But it, but it made me think. Like, you kind of got threatened. It's not like you're not threatening people. No, don't. <laughs> don't you I've done everything else except for you're gonna die broken. <laughs> I've never said those words to somebody because I love the people that I'm usually having this conversation with. Because when I hear that, I think of the scene from Atlanta where she's just like, I'm going to make sure you die homeless. That's where that came That was the coldest shit I've ever heard anyone say to anyone else over anything. That's basically where it came from. <laughs> that sent chills to me through the TV. So, yeah. Because we're, we'd had this like same kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. I was, when you said that, I was like, yo. But then add to that, I was... Thinking for myself, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna make sure I die homeless. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's the worst. That's the worst M Night Shyamalan twist I've ever heard in the story. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> and that seems like it's like a common story of like people struggle, mm. struggle, and then they find someone is nice enough to come by and let them know, hey, all that—that's your fault. That's not other people's. And yeah, or you just the difficulty of accepting that. Or I think you can, eat, or at some point, if you're fortunate enough to roll enough, then you'll uh, you'll sit with that those feelings of regret because you know it's now no longer possible for real. You know, because there's always tomorrow until there isn't. Uh, but it's a really it's not impossible to wrap your head around. But it's I feel like your mind. Goes out of its way not to let that ring true because it doesn't even want to think about it not being. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's like literally that. Uh, like to be or not to be. Like literally, uh, to be or not to be. This is Romeo and Juliet. I am. I think therefore I am. That's what I was trying to put. Oh, okay. Um, and if you start thinking that you're not, then are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bit of philosophy for Starts going crazy. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's a. It's a real spiral of mindset uh, to do. It's not to say it's not can't be. There could be healthy results. Yeah, I just I just never done it. Um, yeah. But that urgency is what you know drives. Yeah. 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 The urgency in it, and I mean we're talking about uh, restraint versus being just scared, and uh, mm-hmm. I think that. If you can, if you can short circuit that fear a little bit with a bigger fear, you can, 
you can hit somebody just right, especially depending on their own beers. Like, That's interesting. Some people are really, really bad losers. So you do that can inspire them. Like, yo, you're just going to keep losing again and again and again. That's going to bother them. I've never, uh, I don't think I've thought of that before. See, I've never bought I'm kind of a winner. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, stacking, I, all right, so I've always considered what you're trying to do with fear is to eliminate it or kind of embrace it, which is kind of elimination, which is kind of giving into it and, I don't know, just accepting the, the burn. Like fuel. Yeah, but like to stack fears, to like that's some that's some in that's some jungle shit, that's some nature shit. Like I was being chased by a big cat, it gave up. I thought it was cool, and then a bear cat found me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's some wild discovery shit to me. <laughs> like it's never like the visualizations going through my head are crazy. Like all I see are like big predators being eaten by bigger predators. <laughs> Because that's that fear. It's like, yeah, you thought you were scared. <laughs> no, you haven't even seen the boss yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean, it's it's interesting because, uh, and I mean, it depends how much you know about the person. Like, if you know about yeah, someone else's, like, fears and dreams, you can really, you, I mean, you can really make changes, good or bad. I feel like that's, I feel like that in itself is a superpower. Understanding people's fears and dreams. Yeah, or just being able to, yeah, like, and what it means to them. Because I feel like, to an extent, we, it's all kind of the same. Like, there's some, there's obviously personal shit that comes from whatever, everything. But, like, in general, like, the overall fears are more or less the same. But being, being hungry, being homeless, spiders. <laughs> like, but, uh, but I feel like everyone's situation. Everyone's situation gives them the space to either not be scared of something or to, or they have enough space from the fear that they don't feel it. And you gotta, you gotta bring it back close. Right? That's only if they're not, because you want to successfully distance yourself away from that. That's what's for sure. But if you're not, if you're not creating distance and you still think you're okay, yeah, that's, I think, when you should invoke that fear because like you can't make someone yeah whatever <laughs> like something's not going to start and I'm because yeah like if someone's already if someone's scared of it then they're distancing themselves you don't have to bring it back because they, they already know so yeah that's already and, someone that knows that and I mean I'm saying this is to say like you're bringing this stuff back because you're trying to jump start something else mm. like mm. like for example him you don't want to be, my boy, you don't want to be broke. I know you don't want to be broke. You've told me for over an hour how you don't want to be broke and this is breaking your heart. Mm. You're going to die broke. And there's nothing you can do about it unless you make this change. I promise. Sure. <laughs> that's, that's great. I'm, that's tight. Like, and I mean, yeah. Over the course of that conversation, I'm I'm thinking about myself too because I'm like, oh shit, I need to be while I'm sitting here talking that shit. Like, <laughs> made me want to hustle harder, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's weird because 
I, I'm, I feel like I, it's not hard for me to understand other people or talk about something outside of yourself. That's easy. I feel that's the easy mode. Mm. But then when it gets to you, you, you gotta look inside. It's the struggle because you can't see the same. Yeah, everything's so close. You gotta watch the community. We were talking I only, about. I only saw like the first episode. You gotta push through. Okay. It gets better, even though I think I like the first episode. But uh, yeah. only because there's a episode that kind of deals with this. <laughs> now that I'm trying to circle back to what the point was, it's slipping away so fast. <laughs> um, it's, it's gone. Yeah, we're gone. But like they have, they they put in those little life lessons or just lessons that you kind of learn, and that was one of them. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> like what? Wait, what did you well, just? We're, say? we're talking about using people's fear to push them forward. Yeah, you're gonna die broke if you don't make these changes it's hard to look inside yourself thank you yes um because yeah two of the characters are having like a long form conversation and one was like well you know people and he was just like yeah people our communication is lying to each other like he's very simple the character um, so like he's just like yeah we we're not we're never really honest with each other He's like, there's no real conversation because Abed wants to have a real conversation, like because he's a crazy person. Uh, he's like, I want to have a real just conversation, uh, just like there's no, I don't think there's such a thing, right? There's no such thing because people aren't can't be honest with with each other. It's kind of a natural thing, and it's like ants. Ants are really good communicators. They just throw up in each other's mouths <laughs> like they get right down to practice. <laughs> <laughs> Which way's the food? <laughs> like that's, that's how you, but like everything, there's always like a filter kind of with people between people. And then Abed's like, well, but even with yourself, you can't lie to yourself. And it's like, that's where 90% of all lies happen is six feet away from your mirror or six inches away from your mirror. Mm-hmm. Lie to yourself the most. That's the only reason I brought up any of that was to get to that point. But um, I, I kind of want to get into TV shows teaching lessons too. Oh, that's a great one for that, and because it, it's it's made by uh, Dan Hardman. That was his first show. Uh, yeah, that was his first show. Was, that's interesting. Yeah, and that's a uh, uh, Rick and Morty a writer. Sure. So th- you know the writings, okay. unbelievable. And uh, my guy uh, Walter, he actually wrote the show as well. Um, there's an episode where they do like a this is a quick this doesn't do with anything, but there's a quick. Uh, they show like a yearbook picture, and he's actually in the picture on the episode and things that way. Uh, so that was just a thing. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> First time I saw that, I was like, oh fuck! Dude! <laughs> I know that game! <laughs> uh, that was so tight. I was like, yeah. But, um, so the writing's amazing. Um, and it's hilarious. So, yeah. um, so it's good in that. I put it up there with like a Brooklyn, like that kind of style. Um, yeah, I. I yeah. kind of, I kind of put it in that in that angle, and honestly, I kind of think of like two and a half minutes that too. That's insane. <laughs> I feel like there's a lesson at the end of those episodes. I feel like they try to like, I feel like they try to comedy it. Like they they have, it's kind of what we're talking about with late shows. Some people are doing too much comedy versus informing. Some people are doing 
they're on that side of like they're trying to be too funny. How do you feel about Jen Ashman? You've seen a good amount of it? Yeah, I saw up to when they put Ashman Kutcher. That's when I stopped. Fair enough. Uh, Fox. I. It's a like hate thing. It's sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it was just like turn this off now. <laughs> yeah, I felt I never felt it get really good. But I don't even know why I watched so much of it. I don't know why I've seen as much of it as I've seen. It's not a show I'd say I liked, but I didn't hate it. Yeah, it was it was all right. But actually, what's his name? I didn't like at all. Actually, I got his point. Uh, the the right, so there's a kid, mm-hmm. and then there's his dad. His dad sucks, and his dad's almost unhateable. <laughs> his dad kind of is the one that be delivering the lessons. Yeah, but I don't want to get it from him. I guess. Like, I the whole that. the show would have been better if it was just like Charlie Sheen, and then if you want to throw a kink into that, uh, his brother got sick or something tragic happened to him, and so then he had to bring in the son, and so the show would be him trying to be a trying to be a father when he doesn't want to be a father, and talking to his others in Malibu. That's a completely different show, but that's a show I've been all up for. Nah. <laughs> but like, when we got. I wanted one and a half men, I guess. <laughs> I wanted, like, I, two and a half is two minutes. I liked two and a half men actually almost specifically for him because I feel like normally when we when we show the husband that's been like done wrong, he's just the like he's overly wimpy, overly like Weird behavior. Charles in Brooklyn Nine Nine is a perfect example of this. He's overly Wait. like gushy and okay, but he's the battered husband. Yes, that got done. You think in. he's not as you think? What's the guy's name from Two Nine Nine? Honestly, I don't know. You think he's harder than Charles for sure? Yeah, undoubtedly. And especially going through the seasons because he gets more. Charles more carries a gun with him. Like at the very least, like this guy's a whole bitch. Like Charles wears the goofiest costumes, got done in by his wife, lost his sperm to his wife. Oh yeah, lives in Hercules' basement. Yeah, like come on now. <laughs> I gotta go back to and, and in response to all of the horribleness of the situation, he's like. You know, Hercules is a good guy. He lets me use the jacuzzi on <laughs> on vacations. Yes. This was my house. No, yeah, it's um, yeah, okay, yeah. He's, he's but the, how is he? He's well, okay. I kind of see how he's a little harder. Or he, it's not that he's harder. It's well, just that he's more, I guess he's he's more of a relatable character because. You you see a battered husband most times in these shows, and they're like unrealistically okay, like sure. just allowing all of this behavior. Like they push it all the way. Jerry and um, Rick and Morty's like season one. Oh, Jerry, he's yeah, he kind of he kind of makes some progress, but like he's still uh, yeah. But it's a common thing, and in, yeah. in Two and a Half Men, Charlie Sheen's. The ultra, not that, but then his influence on um, it I don't Charles. See, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He doesn't even have a name. Like, that's, that's how we. I I had no respect for that character. Like even his victory, I was never even rooting for him. 
I would be actively rooting against him in the in the shows. It would never end up that even end up that way. I'm just like, see, and he even like part of what I liked was he even like upgraded throughout the show to where he's getting ballsy with the ex-wife. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's none of that for Charles. It never progresses into. He, at one point, he's like, I don't care what you think. I'm gonna have a baby. Not with this sperm, you're not. Yeah. And just punks him. Yeah. His his character is basically, in in a few words, get punked. <sighs> Even though he has a gun. Well, now sorry, I'm sorry. You better punk the hell out of him. Come on now. <laughs> he got punked by a horse. Yeah, I mean, all right. I guess uh, your boy is from two and a half men's more relatable. I just never wanted to relate with him. Uh, I understand that. And Charles is, I get what I get what you're saying, but I'm never rooting against Charles. Like he's super likable. He's likable in all the ways that the other guy wasn't, even if the other guy evolved more. Um, yeah, and that's. And I, I guess I just I didn't even like his face. Like, I just didn't, it, I, it probably it's probably not even his face. I just didn't like it. Like, no. <laughs> like it's, uh, and I'm not. I didn't like the character either. Yeah. I don't remember his name. I can't stress it enough. And I feel like that's a <laughs> testament to how bad it was. Like, but, there's something. But his character presented more depth. Sure. I guess. Yeah, I, can't, I wouldn't argue against that. I just, I just didn't like him. Yeah. But uh, I was just curious because in Two and a Half Men in general, because that was at one point, like, they were getting, like, a million-dollar show, and uh, um, Charlie was, you know, on crack. Um, yeah, he was. I was. I was a tiger blood heir and all that shit. Uh, so, I never understood. Even as that was happening, I never understood how this was it was happening. So I was like, okay, I don't. Who's watching this and loving? Like I've never heard of all in anyone all in on two and a half men. But they were the highest paid people on TV for like a year, and I don't understand what was doing. I got on two and a half men late, as I do most things. And uh, so I can't really speak on a lot of people about it. I've met people before I had watched it that like sung praise, and that's what eventually made me watch it. Fair. But uh, I don't think it's one of the... Honestly, I don't think any... Other than Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I only put Brooklyn Nine-Nine in a higher category because Brooklyn Nine-Nine's lessons are... They're not the same lessons as Two and a Half Men. I feel like Two and a Half Men is teaching lessons to men, literally. And and um, for like it's teaching lessons to men about men. But in Brooklyn Nine Nine, you see a lot of lessons for everybody from different perspectives. And also, there's like an underlying theme of the lessons of you gotta you gotta accept other people are different and kind of roll with that. Yeah, and I think a bigger part of that just comes from the fact that Brooklyn's in Brooklyn. Like, New York is just that. Like, you can't walk down... If you walk down the street in New York, in three minutes, you're going to see, like, every race. Like, immediately. You're just everywhere. So, like, you can't not... That can't be a part of your... That's why people were mad at Friends. uh, People still love Friends. But... The fact that there was like one black person in Friends, like the entire time, and it's like, wait, 
you're in New York City though. Like fuck the black and white thing. We're we're always gonna have that. Why aren't we included? Sure. Okay. But just in general, if your setting is New York Manhattan, New York City, anyone that's gone to New York knows that it's just not white people in New York. Yeah. Everybody that's the whole point of New York. Like that's what it was like that's why the Statue of Liberty's out there on Ellis Island. That's what the whole island was for. Like bring in motherfuckers. Like um, so it was a weird overlook or weird whatever. Because, like, you know, any New York show, that's always, like, a, a theme if New York's part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's an integral part of your show, like Seinfeld, yeah, they were they were for white people, main characters, sure, but, like, all of their, everyone around them was whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, black lawyer, whatever. They hold the whole array of people. Um, Some kind of a realism. Just because it's New York, they're out and they're outside. And they're outside, but friends, they were less outside. It's the only way they can kind of get away with it, even though it was a sloppy overlook. Um, but that's yeah. I mean, I got there. Oh, just yeah. Yeah, I mean, and also Brooklyn Nine Nine, they they set their lessons up. They deliver lessons you don't want to hear in a way that you can understand. Sure. Like because a lot of a lot of the lessons Brooklyn Nine-Nine teaches are things, and I mean, I've seen it, I've had it myself, like, I don't, I don't want to hear it, like, it, I feel like it's, I feel like I'm being, like, lamb blasted with this same message mm. on every show and movie every time, like, I, like, I had liked the Captain Marvel movie, but I felt like they were just, like, beating into my face, girls can be strong, don't listen to the guys. Like, I just feel like he's just beating that in my face. And then I progress into, this isn't even made for me. It's a good movie. Not made for me. Yeah, Marvel? I mean, I'd say more for Wonder Woman. That's how I feel about that. Captain Marvel felt more... Captain Marvel's, like, whole build-up to the climax is, I'm not listening to the main antagonist. And I'm he not listening to the main... Yeah, and I'm gonna wait. Hold I'm on, gonna, I'm trying to remember. I'm gonna embrace my feelings, not and it's a whole thing. I know, I gotta rush the movie because uh, I didn't take that from that. Because I mean, I'm sure it's there. At the, start, to be. at the start of the movie, they're training. You know, the old yeah. movie. He's like, "You're too emotional. You're uh-huh. getting too in your feelings." Da 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 da. And uh, this is the running theme of the movie. Well, yeah, but that was all right. That's but see, that was that's brought up like eight. Yeah, but um, that's really not a woman men thing. It, it is. And not in the movie. Huh? Not in the sense of the movie. I mean like But it if is I'm not so. No, because wasn't he and I got I would watch it again because I enjoyed the movie, so yeah. it's not gonna hurt. Uh but if I remember right, <laughs> like he was telling her that he was telling her what he was telling her what he was telling her. So she wouldn't know how powerful she was. Like that, he was always playing that game through her life. She just never knew that. And so her breakaway from that was just to find her power. You know, just yeah. That's not really a man female. That's really in particular to them. That did it's sound very, like the whole feminist I see, movement. I see what you're saying, like, but like it's the men are holding you down. You need to find your power. Let's empower yourself. 
No. Because and then she literally did meetings about this message. What? Yeah, dude. She did meetings. Yeah, she was doing whole meetings talking about this. What do you mean? With who? Uh, Marvel. Oh, you Adams? mean like in life? Yeah. I thought you were in a movie. I was like, well, I don't remember. And even in the movie, like, the, the, the comments. Like, it's not it's not as just overt, but it's like the, the comments. I I wish I could remember word for word what the comments were, but it's along the lines of... Wait, you mean, what do you mean comments? Uh, or a little long. People are... In the movie? Yes. Okay. In the movie. Yes. In the, in the movie, you'll... Like, you'll just, just recognize that you're moving back and forth quickly. Yeah. I, just, uh, <laughs> I was like, it's not me. I don't think. You jumped out of real life and he went right back in. So I was like, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just channeling the thoughts as they come. It's all good. Uh, because I, I don't remember the movie as well. I only saw it for one time. So I get how that'd be a... I get how you extrapolate that, but I don't think... I didn't take it that deeply because... Very in particular, it was a it was a really particular case, I guess. Like, and it wasn't just men in general. It was like the one guy. Like, she didn't have beef with a like. She had a general like, I don't want to deal with you, the agents, when she got to Earth and stuff. But then they were cool, like. And then there's like four different guys that basically their their fight with her is boiled down to. Like, oh, you're a chick. Like, this is gonna, this is gonna be all right. Like, and then she, oh yeah, but I'm powerful. I'm watching. Yeah, you yeah, gotta I'm watch feel, the I feel like you need to watch it. I want to smoke through and see okay, if people want to Because like, you're, I'm sure you're right. I'm biased. Also. Oh, I know that. Like, yeah, you're coming I'm in. Not, I'm not. I'm coming into this off of watching lots of different content that. I'm seeing this message, and I'm like, okay, this is... Yeah, and I'm, I mean, like, and not even... Even if that is a message, I'm not really against it. It's, it's nothing wrong with sending the message. And that me. message isn't, wouldn't even be for you anyway. Like, that's what I had started. Exactly. With. Yeah, so that's that's fine. Uh, as long as it's executed well enough for who it's for, then I don't have a problem with it. But I guess to that point, Brooklyn makes those points digestible for every, everyone more so. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. That, that's, that's what it comes down to. That mixed with uh, they're, they're, they're playing it a lot more subtly. They play it a lot more subtly and they play it or even I think it's, I think it's um, because of again location and the cast. And comedy of course. Well, yeah, um, but I think those these um, lessons are more natural, just because they've built an atmosphere where these things would just come up. And with the if you put these people in this place, these things will come up because you know what I'm saying we don't have to force yeah. issues in there. If we were to if this was a documentary like style thing, these were real people. These situations would come up if given enough time and interaction. For sure, and that's. If that if that's the case, then uh, you can write stories and stuff around it and make those things uh, really natural. It's just if you have like a yeah, if you build, if you have, if, you ever, if you built in a world where like you have two and a half men with that those people and that um, environment, and then have a whole gay pride, whatever. 
no one's gay. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no, there's no one to have that conversation with. But it's, yeah. it's two straight guys and a kid talking about what? Exactly. Like, how do you make that make sense? It would yeah. just be the most awkward thing ever. It would, be, it would be the equivalent of us having that conversation. It's like, we're missing something. Yeah, and it feels like, and I mean, I'm, I, I can see TV getting better at it. I feel like TV's better at it than movies. I, sure. I don't, well, TV, yeah, because it's yeah, so much more range. And, but I think it, it comes down to the right universe for the message. Uh, and by universe, I just mean like the show the universe. Characters. Yeah, settings and the characters. Because, like, again, if you, if you make a show like, like Rick and Morty, right? Okay. Because of the casting, because of the characters, the world they built for themselves, and on top of that, the uh, medium, uh, the fact that they're cartoons, <clears throat> they their range of lessons that they can go through is almost endless because it's it, they established the whole universe and anything that can be anything. Yeah. So. You can kind of, like so you've given yourself this leeway to kind of do whatever you want, and you set some rules, but they're super lax. Or they're not even no the rules aren't lax, but you the people have a lot of room to move within those rules to deliver whatever messages. You know what I'm saying? Like there's the least rules needed. No, your every universe has rules, right? Like they all have. They all have rules, but it's not like the the fact that you can, or at least through the perspective of Rick and Morty, jump out of a universe. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying even that's within its its rules. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, gives you a lot of space. Yeah, yeah. They they built up that space. Like the the settings important. Like it's all those the settings and casting aren't like a separate thing as far as the show goes. Like, and those things. Depending on who those people are and where they are, uh, gives you leeway to stories you can tell. Like if you have an array of college kids on a college campus, then you can tell these stories. At people, you know, youth becoming adult stories, drinking stories, party stories, learning stories, like relationships, like you, because that's what happens there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But you can't. Tell, tell those same stories if you have uh, deployed in Iraq and this is the squad of soldiers. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? They can't go on the same adventures. So they can't even sell the same, they don't have the same morality, they can't get the same lessons out of these people. So, and if you're going to, you have to be, you have to get to it from a whole different way. You know what I'm saying? You have to drive all the way around the block to get to that same point. If you're trying, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess so that's so I'm, I'm just saying like the genius of Brooklyn Nine Nine is the array and the high base. Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn Brooklyn is one of the most diverse places in the world and the casting reflects that. And that's the only, and even that location is the only reason you could have that cast. You see what I'm saying? Because you can even have a Brooklyn Nine Nine cast in Atlanta. Those people don't exist in Atlanta. Like, like not, not, not the same, same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so like it's, it's a it's the perfect 
they hit it to the center right. Hit it perfect strong. Yeah. And and, you, and good writing also. Oh, that, yeah. They they came into the game. One of my favorite things they came into the game doing was their introduction. First episode, they're introducing everybody. They got Holtz in the back. He's just been introduced, opposed to Jake. They get in the room. Uh, Terry comes in. He's like, all right, tell me about everybody. And he starts running down everybody's being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that lays the foundation for everything. And there's a... I, didn't, I never thought about it, but there's a weird gender set on a, on a good number of characters. Rose is extremely strong. Charles is extremely weak. Um... Amy's extremely disciplined. Jake is extremely not. Um, I feel like first two are dead on. The second two are all dead on. I don't know if the second two are. Yeah, nah, that wouldn't. That would be more. Good. Yeah, because she's. I would say guys more more mature than women. Like I feel like those those two like Rosa and Charles. Those are like because even. I was watching a thing like a one of those like thirty facts about kind of thing was like kind of on YouTube. <clears throat> I watched one on um, pick it up the <laughs> rain. Um, I love the song. I love it. Uh, I watched one on um, Brooklyn and part of it was about the casting because Rosa tried out to play Amy. But when she didn't get it, they liked her, but they didn't like it for Amy. So they made that character, like she wasn't originally supposed to be like a woman. That wasn't even the character on that. Terry was made for Terry. Uh, Like they wrote that for him. Jake and help do the show. Uh, But yeah, there's a couple of like contractors, like people. When people came into audition, they're like, "We like you, not for this role, but we're gonna make this work for you." And so they like write things around their personalities, and then you know, not. So there's a couple, like Rosa being like even gay because like the real Rosa's gay. Um, and she's also like blonde. I didn't know that. Blonde? Yeah, like she. I mean, she wears glasses, but like super strong glasses. Oh. Um, so like, you know, I don't think she wears contacts. I gotta rewatch that thing, maybe. Because that contract was like, wait, what? Something's. <laughs> it, yeah, it was like, basically, like, when she's on set, like, she can still view stuff, but, like, everyone's blurry. <laughs> like, I think that's what the fat boy down to. I think that was the takeaway. You were like, she's, she's doing all this. It's like, god damn. But, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's just one of the best execute shows that I've all the time. For sure. Yeah, yeah, but then it starts. I was it started with that uh, that book, the core. It's the perfect core for what it wants to do: um, setting people, and then what it developing people. Yeah, and I don't know if any other shows done it as well. Like I was, I was talking about Two and a Half Men, and that was only in the specific context of uh, that character. Yeah, like, only him, he was something else. Mm-hmm. The show itself was just, ah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, 
What would you say, uh, if you can come up with three or five best-done TV shows? Or favorite, I don't know, like, if there's a difference in that. I like Paradise TV a lot, and I and I kind of had to realize I had the realization on episode one that this isn't good TV. That's <laughs> but I enjoy I get a lot of enjoyment. I turn that shit off. Okay. No, no favorites and yes, done. So different. <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Best dozen. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make this. That's, that's really hard. Uh, I can spitball some, but I don't know if this would make my top. And we are talking about in terms of uh, dishing out gems, right? I don't know. I think just like in the in the context of just a well done show, or it's just done right by whatever. Because that's objective. I put Game of Thrones right there. Yeah, they frame wrecked at the end. Oh, it sort of got in though. Yeah. Let's see, the ending matters a lot for me. That's the only reason I wouldn't put Game of Thrones in there. Game of Thrones was the first battle in this conversation, but they kind of they took away their own ring. I feel like. I feel like they don't have the ring, but they they're in that MVP ring. The Charles Barkley, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> they're wrong. They are no, the wrong before all the rings. Oh, LeBron has rings. He can't do the wrong. He has the rings. No, LeBron has championships. Fair um, I can't. I can't give him the wrong championship. Like I even I don't even know how that conversation works. If you do it by seasons, then yeah, maybe they got a season. But, uh... I guess I'd put Dark Knight Trilogy. That's weird. Um, but, yeah. yeah. That's some of the most well-done content. If we're just talking about content, not TV. First two are undeniable. The third one raises questions. And I guess that's the thing. I couldn't understand the word Bane said the entire thing. I watched that movie four times. I swear I <laughs> oh, no joke. Like I, yeah. like I saw all the memes. I laughed. It's funny. Oh, I feel it. In the ABC in theaters? Nah, I didn't see it. Uh, it, was, it was worse in theaters because it's so loud in the theater. So he's on like 10, like, oh, it's the Batman. What the fuck is going on? It was, it was pretty painful. I can see that. Uh, but it is, yeah. That was a. That's the only reason I have to take that's the oversight. That's a weird someone should have flagged that immediately. The first time they ran that and looked at some back and be like, Alright, I love how we're looking, but this shit's fucked up. <laughs> we, gotta, like, we gotta start over. That should have been handled day one. I guess I guess the better question is who's reached the end and wrapped it up nicely? Breaking bad. The wire. Uh Sopranos. Uh Fucking. There's. Oh, I need to finish all of these. Seinfeld. The. It was a bumpy landing, but I'm not mad at it. Uh. What else has ended? 
Futurama had a great ending. Um, yeah, there's some good endings out here. Happy endings. Um, that'd be a segment. <laughs> I, honestly, I like tragic endings. I do not, like the tragic. I don't. I don't even. I'm not even mad at like a Breaking Bad tragic. Like, or, yeah, she does. Yeah, but she kind of hasn't happened to until one, so. Yeah, but it's still, you know, kind of. Uh, but yeah, so it's not really. It doesn't have to be a happy ending, per se. Uh, it's just to be well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there's others. I'm, I, I was going to a question coming off, but there's. There's some good endings out here. I'm going to try more sitcoms. Mm. Honestly, man, I mean, I'm. Mean, this is a crazy. Friends in the wall. This is a crazy. Arthur Hack in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet life of Zach and Cody. I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I've seen like an episode. I'm like for real. I know, like, I know they live in a hotel and it was sweet. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'll take word for it. <laughs> I, I I really didn't. As I said it, I I wanted to somewhat take it back. Yeah, it's, it's, but it happened. <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, those little Disney shows they they kind of they either end well or they just kind of like get cut down. Or they just end. Or they yeah. don't get the ending. Uh, that happened to like a lot of the black Fresh Prince in it. Well. Uh, yeah, most of the black shows didn't get ending like or a finale. Like Wayne Brothers didn't get ending. Did Mark? I think Mark got an ending. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a good ending. Mark was a good ending. Um, that was one you just wanted to go. So it was just like, oh. um, yeah, there's some, there's a lot of good endings. Now I'm thinking about it, like. Uh, it, mostly if it's a great show, it created well because they knew they had to. Or at least, even if you didn't agree with it, you know there was a lot that I thought at least I went into the concept. Like, not everyone liked the way Sopranos ended. Well, like Seinfeld, like, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, Sopranos ends with a blank screen, so you don't know exactly what happened. They cut the black. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just like, Oh, um, and then Seinfeld, they end up in jail because um, they're terrible people. Um, okay. And you can agree, or even amongst them, in both of those situations, everyone involved, you know, really happy. Split decision there, but that's also coming off of some of the best TV of that time. So. There wasn't really, for some things, there really isn't a good end to the one end. Um, at the same time, you don't want it to go too long or it's bad either. So it's a, TV's the hardest struggle. That's what made Game of Thrones so frustrating. That's what made Game of Thrones so frustrating. What? What? They came into the game like, yeah, we know, we know about how people extend this stuff way too long. We're good. We're not that. Eight seasons. Know that, yeah. And we get to season eight. The hype is everywhere. 
how do you say no to $100 million? Tell me how you do it. And uh, so I, I, I feel you. And that's why that's why I respect Breaking Bad. Uh, and the things, I can't think of his name, but the writer. Because same thing. I was. Uh, it's what we were talking about the other week. I don't even know if that was on camera conversation, but um, how do you tell a billionaire oil uh, oil CEO that he has to shut the shit down because destroying the environment when it's the money machine? How you, you're gonna convince me you turn off my money printer? <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, because it's hurting everybody else in the room. Yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but. It's a money printer. <laughs> it's been working since 04, son. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? He wants to shut down because it's, because it's getting warm. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's, uh, so, that's the same thing like Game of Thrones, like season eight. Uh, well, that's the weirdest thing because they, <laughs> make money. they cut the episodes down and they mess themselves up. Like, if they would have just put two more episodes, that would have been a hit. Yes. Yeah, you're literally asking him to spend another like fifty million dollars. There was like how much for was each episode? Oh yeah, those episodes. It's like thirty million dollars an episode. Something yeah. crazy. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's a. I think it won't make the hit billion. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like it's a, it's a wild thing. Cause even Game of Thrones, they knew that they had to cut this off for integrity's sake. Like they knew they couldn't do like a Walking Dead shit where they don't fuck. They're, they're like, yeah, turn off. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my dick. <laughs> like, money printer. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you liked him? Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> we think we're gonna stop. Fuck you. There we fuck. Yeah. So like, uh, but so they they knew they couldn't do that, but they you know they weren't ready to cut that money pocket off because they were gonna pick one. Immediately, they, and I said, so fast. They were like, yeah. yeah, there's gonna be more. No, that, the people shut that shit off. <laughs> they like, no, you guys can't do this shit right. Don't think we're gonna come back and do eight more seasons. And I said, no. Um, so the people shut down that money faucet, but uh, they wanna keep that shit going. And the only reason they got executed bad is because to keep it going, it took so much upfront money to, Get it back, you know what I'm saying? This is a. They, I don't talk about that. Uh, I don't know enough to go deep into it, but I do know it's a thing. And it's interesting, especially now. Movie stu- studios, movie and TV, there's some reckless business that goes on with studios making movies. Because when they're footing those bills, those are some like. Uh, it's like they're all in and if that doesn't come back and fetch us that return they're really fucked like but they do this at like giant swings like you know what I'm saying like I I love to see the books for a studio throughout the year like monthly books cause like yeah we got money and the red and the red and the red <laughs> like for months then it's like a big release comes out and then they're like oh we're back in the black and just like god Damn! Like, what? And I feel like they. I think we were talking. We we're talking about Big Bear Abrams and uh-huh. how he's. Yeah, but I feel like these those kind of guys they get hired because they might not be just writing the best, but they're gonna make your money back. And at some point, but that's, see, and still they don't. 
Yeah, that's very true. They totally don't. But that's that's why they they get that. It's like, oh, we see what you gross. You can gross that for us? Yeah, how much you do it? Okay. Um, literally. So, yeah, but it's that third or fourth movie when your budget's been increasing each one and you're just like, yeah, but I've been, I've been returning, you know, I'm bringing back the bacon, you know, I'm good for a baby. They hit you that fourth time and it don't come back. Then they send the boys at you, <laughs> knocking on your mansion door like, what the fuck was that shit? <laughs> those are the kind of meetings I want to see. Um, I want to see those executive meetings where they're mad at the writer. Yeah, I want to see the, the meetings where they pull out the gun, like, I can't believe you did this bullshit to me. <laughs> like, this is, you got to think, like, there's so many movies that are made of such varying quality, and we see what gets good, whatever, we've seen bad movies, we've seen good movies. But imagine the movies, you just gave a guy, whatever, $30 million, $50 million to make a movie. It's not a blockbuster or whatever, but it's, it's a, it should be a good movie. Quality, it's a good budget. It's a real budget. And you, and so you're like, do your thing. They're recording. Three months go by. They've wrapped. They're in post-production. Another two months. Oh, shit. Should be able to get some first, uh, first cuts. You get that, he's like, director's like, I got one. And you're like, fuck yeah, you got one. Send that shit to me. Let me see what's popping. 15 minutes go by. You don't even like the opening music. And you're just like, what the fuck? Hour goes by. Two hours goes by. Two and a half hours in the credits. And you're just like, that was the worst piece of shit. I just paid for it, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like that has to that this happened. That has to be DC executives every week. I don't know what the fuck they're going. On. There's so much cocaine that's being done at DC and drugs. Everybody, if people aren't on Molly at DC, I don't know what the fuck. Because <laughs> like, I don't. Because if I saw those movies, they wouldn't have came out. Not as they were. For sure. No, it's. So like they're not even someone high fived after Suicide Squad. He should be he should be shot in the face. But it seems like that's like that's where a writer can be born. Because if you just make like whoever wrote that first Wonder Woman, I'm sure they're they're doing great. Like you made a DC movie that made money. Yeah, we love you. Come back for all the next movies. Yeah, but... Because they mess up and they're like, yo, you can come back. But see, that's the thing, like... And even as, like, if you're the director... I feel worse for, like, some of the directors. Actually, I feel really bad for the directors of, like, Justice League, uh, any of the DC movies. Because even, like, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was well-received and everything, but, like... Like you're saying, they're going to re-up you with a bag come do another one. You can't really depend on that happening <laughs> twice. The writers were because you didn't. If you're a director, you're not necessarily the writer. You could have input and shit, but like at some point, you're just kind of shaping someone else's vision, you know. Unless you're like Tarantino, and you're, that's your pen, that's your camera, that's you did the whole thing. He does music, he does, he does everything but act. Um, but like in the these cases, usually like director comes on, and, you know, you have the writing team, and there'd be some collaboration, but it's a guy capturing their vision. Those words can be some bullshit. Like, Suicide Squad was done, captured well. Right? It looked great. Uh, Batman vs. Superman looked great. He did his job. Like, he 
settings look right, capture moves, you got acting performances or I guess whatever they were, but everything they were saying and doing was trash. You can't do anything about that, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So like, um, do they get hate for that? Hell yeah, they get hate for it. Their name's first. <laughs> They're on the poster and all the shit. Like, well, I mean, I, I don't know too much about this, and I mean, I normally go straight to the writers because who? How many writers do you know? I don't, but that's my point. But when I hate something enough, I find out. No, but the, the director is the first name that happened in the credits. He's got the he's got us to go out promote it. Like you know, Michael Bay, Spielberg's uh, M Night, like Adams. There's a reason we know because like when it goes right. They get the praise for it. And when it goes wrong, they get shit on. Unless it was a terrible... You know, then it starts breaking down. You never... No one ever goes after the writer. Because no one knows the writers. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta go after the director and go after the people, the actors. Uh, you know, like... Like Will Smith as a dead shot. Killed as a dead shot. Perfect. Everything around him was just trash. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing you can do about it. Like, But his... A Deadshot movie would be great, honestly. Uh, It'd be everything. I don't even care how they tie them with everything else, but a standalone movie of that uh, would be great with Will Smith. They just need to make more standalone movies. Like, that's a, but see, it's they're they're trapped. They're in a weird. They they trapped themselves. They've been trapped by the competition, and if they could just do it right, they just need to do it right. Because they can't do the individual movies, I don't think. Like, not... I mean, they can. But I don't think... There's a... We've seen the effectiveness of a... Collective universe, and it's just a different thing. And if they're... And the people doing it's your direct competition. So to just put out Lucy's that don't culminate to anything, like... It should be a... It should be a one universe, but they need to... They need to back. They need to back step and. But see, that's a, if it's gonna be in the same universe, they they can't be completely yeah, independent. That. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's fucked. Yeah, because you can't. You just can't have it both ways. You can't have them completely disconnected and then saying they're in the same universe. That's some Pixar shit, and that took a internet theory to even put that together. Yeah, um, and they gotta they gotta stop going through all that star power. I, like Will Smith shouldn't have been dead shot. No, he did great. I, but like, can you maintain Will, Will Smith as dead shot? Uh, if the French, I think they could. Uh, Will Smith only very in particular, yeah. You think so? Oh yeah, because he's abandoned those things before, and they've uh, he's done franchises before. Um, so he's good for like a, at least three movie arc if that was the conversation up front. And with like a comic, I mean, we see what these are, so like, I feel like I had to be upfront conversation. Because you don't want to put yourself in a hole where that's not the case if you have that thought to do it. So I think that would be possible. And yeah, I think he killed it. He was the only really good, him and Harley were the only good parts about that movie. For sure. Like, I, it was really a dumpster fire. And well, I like to do fire. I was literally just about to say that. But he didn't really do anything. Yeah, he just. But when he did stuff, he was tight, but like, you know, he was. He went out of his way to do He was drama lord. <laughs> Who? 
in Rick and Morty, they have the episode where all the Mortys are at school. Yeah. And there's dramatic Morty. Right. He's the guy with drama implant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just a bad, yes, bad villain and sloppy storytelling and whatever. But, um, yeah, Will Smith, Will Smith was a saving grace. He, he definitely was. And I mean, like, J, uh, Jason Moe's Aquaman was also pretty cool. It wasn't great, but it was all right. Yeah, look, see, that was another one. Look, see, all these movies look amazing. See, that's, see that, and that, that's where that that trickery happens, and that's when you really get to recognize the pin. Like, cause, and, and that's why I don't think these writers should be blamed so much, because like, they did their job. Like, Aquaman looks amazing. He, I'm sure the director didn't write in when that lady comes and tells the whole story, and and we don't know who the fuck she is. Like, that's not his fault. He just told the bitch to come to come to set. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're shooting this scene. It's fucking dumb, but they wrote it. So, here we go. <laughs> like, Take one. <laughs> fucking stupid. But yeah, so I don't know. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we do got to start putting more attention on writers. That's... I should probably make that more of a habit. Just who wrote this? Because yeah. in terms of Game of Thrones, they had I don't remember their names, D.W. Wisely or something. Those yeah. guys, like they did wonderful. Yeah, and I think a problem with the writers is usually it's, it's never, not never, but it's usually not one person. Um, so it's hard to blame a collective. That's the thing. Like we, if we're if we're playing blame games, I need a lightning. I need a lightning rod. Yeah, I need one person. And I can't be like, all right, this whole writing room suck. Like no one knows them, and it's too many people to. You know what I'm saying? And if you're gonna catch this hate, <laughs> I need focus. The past three games, this is over. Yeah, it doesn't really. It doesn't really work. So. Uh, not publicly, anyway. Like you know, as far as like industry wise, I feel like you can play all those games. Like whoever needs to know should know. But as far as just talk goes and whatever public reception, no, nah, you're not getting that right because you don't know who they are. And if it's like TV, they switch or change. You know, they move on, do stuff, and whatever. So you can't even have the same people. Something more loose. Yeah, unless you notice the switch. That happens too. Where's that Game of Thrones? Different writers. <laughs> Last couple seasons, of them. something not right. Is that what that was? I didn't know that. That was a whole thing. I didn't. I thought it was still those two. Well, but they were. It was based off the book, though. At certain point, they were just making stuff up because the books uh, ended. So yeah. that's some lazy shit. I don't know if we ever really get back in him because he's old and. Gave us this whole universe to begin with, but uh, how you not finish your own story? Yeah, you, you're old ass. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Well, spending money, but I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Fuck yeah, that either. Yeah, nah, he, <laughs> he's like, wait, you got to do it. Fuck this, <laughs> writing stupid. <laughs> I've written what I need to write. I'm about to go ramble swords and son. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I, I can't. I was mad at him for like half a second. I thought about fuck it. I well, wasn't it, either. it more got me that he started just writing prequels. Like he still had that book, and he was like, "All right, well, yeah, I see what we're doing. It's time to no. put these prequels in." 
money bringer. <laughs> yeah, but like once he left it to them on the storyline. See that that was his um, oversight. See, I feel like they met because they all had to meet at some point, obviously. Yeah, probably multiple times. And so he's probably just felt good about him. And I, if what I remember right, as far as legend has it, uh, he gave him like some cliff notes of how this should end. You know, didn't give him a rundown, but it's just like yeah. This is about what should, how I want people to end up or whatever, and to try to get there through whatever means, you know what I'm saying, right their way to that place. I don't know if that's true. All I know is true is the story ended in, to a big extent, he wasn't really part of it. Um, and the prequel thing makes sense, because again, if like I had, if, if he was like, okay, I trust you guys in this, I've given you enough. Let me go write this because there's nothing here for it. Um, the only backstory we have is the backstory I gave you, you know, in you oh, know man. that they told it, whatever that the characters were telling, like them talking about old stuff. But yeah. like he needs, you know, I need to write some history. So I get that. If he trusted them to do that, then yeah, let me set up the next play because it's gonna take a while because he's not quick about the shit. Um, also so. very true. Yeah, if he was quicker or whatever, then yeah, he, he should have no, probably would have no. done both. Like, let me finish it out and then hit his prequel. But he was just all right. A pin slow. It's it, it's it goes hard. It's a fucking wrecking ball, but it's slow. Um, so and I was like, yeah, we respect that. We get it. We'll finish this off. Set us up, and by the time you finish that, we'll be able to do. You know, what I'm saying we'll set it up. See right into it. Nope. <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't land this plane. Um that no idea. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's hard to maybe that's the thing for writing rooms. It's huh. it's hard to land someone else's plane. When when there was a singular drive. Like when you have a whole writing room from the start, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just collaboration all the way through, but like he was he was a tyrant. For seven yeah. books, for six books. No, I agree. That's why. For five books. But I guess, and I don't know what he does. George Arwell? George R. R. Martin. R. R. Martin. George Orwell. Oh, that's a animal farm. Um, I thought Orwell was like a historical author or something. Yeah, animal farm. Okay. Um, a couple of books, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I actually, I yeah, I want to blame uh, George Martin, George R. Martin, for a second, but no, I had to take it back immediately. He trusted some people to land his plane, and he was rich. I, and he's old. I'm rich, bitch. So I mean, like, if you're young and rich, then it's like uh, you could you could chill out for a second, get this done, and then you know, then take time or whatever. If I'm like 70 and make like 50 million dollars, yeah, guess where you're not gonna see me in office <laughs> like, ever. I'm enjoying life, son. Yeah, dude, you get satellite phone. I may answer some questions for my jet ski, but uh, other than that, I've done enough. <laughs> I've given you what I got. I really don't give a fuck if you land a plane. To be honest, <laughs> I got my check. Yeah, you, you, you hear my motor? You see, what, you see what I'm rocking? You see the rolling? <laughs> I gotta run it up. 
She started flexing over the phone. <laughs> like, you, you want me to what? Come in where? My plane doesn't even go that direction. It doesn't even go to the cold. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no. We on permanent vacation, son. For the rest of yeah, that'd be it. And I mean that's that's at that age. I'd still feel I'd feel that way at thirty nine. I'd feel that way tomorrow. But like if I'm seventy, you're not gonna talk me out of it. I guess that's what there's no other conversation to have. Yeah, there's no No, there's nothing I don't need to do anything. <laughs> like older political candidates like Joe Biden kinda get me. Because I feel like they should be at that point already. Yeah. Like, yo, you should be sitting down at home. Like, just Bernie Sanders, he's, I get it for him because he's like, he's trying to fight for something we haven't even seen yet. Well, on this side. You know, he pulled the race. Unfortunately, like, yeah. Officially, like, a day or two ago. I was, I just learned that this morning. Uh, I was pretty sad about it. Yeah, um, it's, it's, a, it's heartbreaking, man. Because, like. Like I said before, this ain't a democracy, this is a republic. Yeah, I wouldn't know that. The people would have had Bernie in there. No, they voted for Biden. That's, I mean, that's why he dropped out. They've been doing primary votes around these different states where they started in the little caucuses and shit. I thought it was delegates. I didn't think it was. These are people outside. Uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's just, it was, it's disheartening. Because, like, um, and we can kind of hear almost at the time, but, uh, I don't want to do a whole political thing, but like yeah, we we really don't need to go all <laughs> yeah. This. But I just say uh, well, say whatever. But um, yeah, Bernie. Right, so Bernie and uh, Biden, I feel like they both care, right? Like they both um, at least have the people's interests in mind. Um, I believe that. Uh, I I guess what's now honestly most important for me is who Joe Biden's gonna have around him. I, I feel like I believe Joe cares, I really do, but uh, I don't think he's no longer capable to be making eyes go crazy, to be making um, executive decisions. Yeah, like he needs a it needs to be done by like committee. Yeah, or just people around him that really know are experts in whatever, whatever. Um, and you know, his cabinet is going to be experts, and I we don't even go ahead in particular. I don't know why we uh, why the president picks the cabinet after we've elected him. Like, you know what I'm saying? As Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, and all that shit. Like, we're out here, and we try to vote for Captain America every four years. When we should be trying to vote for the Avengers. Like, I need a squad. Because, like, that was one thing with uh, Trump. Like, no, people were, well, I'll say what people thought. It's not what people thought, because he's there. So, like... Even the people that didn't like him were like, well, he's going to put qualified people in here to do the things. Because why wouldn't he? And we've never seen less qualified people. And and I'm curious, if he would have chose the cabinet before Election Day, like if 
know what I'm saying? Like, he was just like, all right, this is my list of people that are going to be doing these things. If that would have paused everyone the way it did afterwards. Like, if we knew the Secretary of Education knew nothing about education, if we knew the person he put in front of public housing knew nothing about public housing, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if it would have changed anything. <clears throat> yeah, that's... Because even, because that was always the thing. Like, because it's like, you could feel however you want about Donald uh, Trump, at least at the time. Uh, now it's what, there's more behind it. But you knew that he at least knew people. He's outside. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was in Home Alone, too. Yeah. Like, he's, he's outside. Everyone knows him. He should know people. He's taking... So you would think he'd be able to reach for... Even if the people don't mess with him politically, because that was at the time, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they'd still be able to... He'd still get people to do the job correctly. He, that, that was never even... That, that never mattered. <laughs> like, that was apparent, considering what we got. Um, it was all nepotism and his friends, you know what I'm saying? And, or people, you know, no one qualified. Qualifications didn't have anything to do with any, anyone getting a job. Uh, and if we would have known that before, I wonder if people would have felt differently. Uh, the people that didn't vote for him. Um, and in general, I feel like that should always be the case. Because even I feel the same way with Biden. Even though at least, I don't know, but like in my heart, and just because he's been there uh, as, as vice principal or vice president, uh, he'll put together a good staff if given the opportunity. I feel like people will be qualified to do whatever they need to do. So even if he slips, I'm not worried as where we are because at least the people in place to do the jobs where they need should be in place. Now that's not the case. It's just you know, like if something fails, you don't have uh, yeah faith that they can bring it back because they don't. Yeah, they, don't, they, don't they may not even know it's failing um, because they have no idea what they're looking at. So uh, I was just a thought I've had for the last couple weeks, just in general. Uh, I pose that to anyone. Why don't we make our presidents pick their cabinet before we vote for them so we know who we're voting for? Because we're not... Captain America can't be Thanos. I need the Avengers. I need the full squad. And I need another... They're the packed, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree. It's You gotta you gotta put the squad up for everyone to see so at least we... What you see is what you get. Straight up. You can't... You can't bamboozle people after the fact and a lot of the a lot of the election stuff seems like it's built around allowing the actual candidate to get away with stuff picking those guys after taking the delegates votes instead of the public vote like it cuts off a lot of the like work needed yeah i just don't think it was thought about uh i think yeah, I don't think it was thought about because up until, not about seven to this point, but that's not true. Like, throughout history, there's always been people that just didn't like the president. Like, someone voted against him uh, at any point in time, so. Um, but I don't know if there was this amount of, nope, makes sense president. Never mind. I don't know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's different, but it's, it's not. To, it's a need to check the president more. Yeah, I think. Before he becomes it. Yeah. 
it, there should be more. We should know more about him, I guess, before. And, and his plan. Yo, know, we get plans. Or we get ideas. We never get plans. We get ideas. Because people don't even. Uh, plans are even too much. Because people don't understand plans. People really don't care about what it takes for something to happen as long as you get the result. Yeah. Um, you know, unless it. Unless that how matters. But it usually doesn't matter until. It's broken. Um, as far as general people that aren't doing it. Like, if, if you're part of it, then you need to know whatever. But, like, it's just for as far as people, you don't even know the hows of everything. You just need to know that they know how. Um, and we know that they don't know how now. <laughs> like, and we should know that they will know how if they get in that position. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, if there's... One of those stories. We, yeah. The internet exposes all. Well, that's... Yeah, that's definitely moral. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been the moral. Yeah. We need, to, we need to start voting for the Avengers and not Captain America because uh, Cap does not have the hands for Thanos. And uh, we get into Thanos every couple of years. So it's the most dangerous thing. Yeah. But um, we can cut it there. It's good. Hour 20 uh, talk. Hopefully, uh, it's beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Hope you guys uh, took a little bit of the urgency of all these things. Oh, yeah. You're going to die, fool. Do something. For sure. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace.